How very much I've loved you. How very much I've tried my best to give you the good life. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone. So let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey guys, welcome to the Vibe Within podcast. If you're new here, what's up? My name's Gab. I'm a yoga teacher, spiritual being lover of CBD and Kratom and healing and biohacking and I also love psychology, mental health and healing from within. I'm on this path of healing. I used to be a partier. I used to dabble in drugs and alcohol. Well, I would say a little bit more than just dabble. But yeah, that's me. And now I'm on this different path, feeling good, healing my thyroid, healing my gut and just wanting to share everything about life with you guys. This podcast is a little bit different because there's two completely different topics that I talk about. One of them is sort of like a letter to myself um, as if I was talking to my 21-year-old self. Someone sent in a question and said, what would you say to your 21-year-old self? And I kind of took that as a writing prompt. And I recommend that you guys use that as a writing prompt as well. It was really therapeutic. And I basically wrote everything out and I spoke it out as like an audio essay for you guys. So I really think that you should do that. It was really interesting to see what came up and what I wanted to say to 21-year-old Gab because I feel like a completely different person now. Like even though I'm not that much older, it's just like the shift in my life has become really intense and really amazing. And I've hit multiple rock bottoms. I've gone through financial depressions. I've gone through emotional depression and anxiety and panic attacks and health issues. And I'm just here to show you guys that there is a way through and there is a way out and we're allowed to feel better. We really are. And the next topic that I talked about is how to save money. So I tell you little tips and tricks that have helped me over the past two years saving money and I'm finally starting to save money. And even though I'm in a lot of debt from my surgery and from breaking my arm in the summer, um, we're all in some kind of debt, whether it's medical debt, college debt, loans. Um, So this isn't so much about that because I feel like it's gonna take me a while to pay that off. But it's nice to be able to save a little bit of money here and there so that we're not living completely paycheck to paycheck because I know how that is. I did it for years. I did it in LA and it was just horrible and I talk about that in this episode. So I hope that my tips and tricks help you 
and I hope that you can implement them in your life if you're really trying to make a change financially in your life because whether we want to admit it or not, um, what's in our bank account, it's important. It's important because it's how we live our life and we don't want to feel constricted. We don't want to feel like stressed out all the time about grocery shopping or putting gas in our car, just the simple things. And I think that finding a balance and just being able to have gratitude and just enough money to get by comfortably, that's a huge thing. And I feel like a lot of our country doesn't have that. A lot of our, a lot of people in our country is suffering and very poor and just making it. And I think that when we just have a little bit more of awareness and a plan to execute, we can, we can start to save a little bit of money here and there. So let's just get right into the episode. I really hope that you like it. It's two totally different topics and it was fun. So hope you enjoy. What would you tell your 21-year-old self? First, I would tell her that the breakups that she goes through at 21 and 22 will be the biggest blessings because they will give her the momentum that she needs to restart her life. I would tell her that the heartbreak and the unworthy feelings would pass and that by her restarting her life in a new city, it would lead her to all the right people and everything and everyone who came into her path was for a reason. I would tell her to allow herself to feel for a certain amount of time to cry, to scream, to yell and throw tantrums about how the love of her life dropped her like a piece of trash, but not for too long. I would tell her that she has no idea what's in store for her and she is going to transcend past any ex who mistreated her. Well, I wish I would have been exposed to yoga when I was 21 and veganism and healing from within but when I was 21 that's not what I was exposed to I'm sure I wouldn't have absorbed the idea like like I did now if I was exposed to that stuff when I was 21 but I was exposed to it when I was 24 thank God not too far ahead from 21 those three years from 21 to 24 were the most toxic years of my life And I feel like I sabotaged my health and my body and my mental state from everything I did. And now, in my late 20s, I am still healing from it. So I guess I just wish I could tell my 21-year-old Gab self to please stop. To please step away from the toxic people. To please stop drinking and binging on food and taking drugs to fill the void. To please spend more time focusing on bettering herself instead of seeking validation from sex, drugs, partying, and toxic friendships. I also wish that I could have told her that everything she's going to do will lead her down the most illuminated and lit up path possible, that she'll find herself, that she will find a healthy body image down the road. And even though I'm still working on my body image today, I think I'm in a much healthier mindset now, more than ever. I don't feel addicted to anything other than yoga and working out and using the sauna. So I think that's a much more healthy addiction than being addicted to shitty sex, toxic friends, alcohol, or cocaine. I may not be perfect, but I have reached this clarity in my mind that I never had before. 
And I think finally, the eye boogers are beginning to clear away from years of being unaware. And I wish I could have told 21-year-old Gab that she is going to transcend from all the shitty jobs she had, and that will give her the purpose that she deserves, and just to be patient. That every crappy job that she has, and will have, will lead her down to where she is right now. Content. I wish I could tell 21-year-old Gab to stop being so afraid of putting in the work because no matter what project or side hustle she's done, she's always pulled through. My Sagittarius, Gemini, Scorpio self doesn't give up and I just wish that I could tell 21-year-old Gab to believe and trust that everything she does will ride out beautifully. I also wish I would have started manifesting my desires at a younger age. I didn't really begin writing down my desires or writing seriously at all until I was 26 or 27 years old. I could have gotten so much further, so much quicker if I just stopped being negative and just surrendered and did the work and believed. It's crazy how many of my desires became reality in 2018. So I would scream at 21-year-old Gab to start writing down her intentions and truly put her blinders on. Don't waste any of her time comparing her body, comparing her relationship or lack of, comparing her career or opportunities to others on social media or around her in her life. I would have warned her that when she turns 27, she will enter her Saturn return and the ego is going to feel crushed from the comparison and her joy would be diminished. If I had the vocabulary of spirituality and awareness back then, maybe I would have gotten further, faster. But I also know that I have to trust the process and allow myself to be here now and celebrate everything I have done, small victories and big. If I could talk to 21-year-old Gab, I would beg her to please stop wasting her time with dudes who didn't give her half the energy she gave to them. I would plead for her to respect her body and stop the toxic sex cycle. I would tell her that it was okay to talk to a therapist and it was okay to be alone. She didn't need to seek validation from scummy, unmotivated men because they were just going to lower her vibration and dig her in a hole of unworthiness. I would tell her that everything is going to work out and that she is smart and beautiful and to trust the process. I would tell her that she would become an amazing yoga instructor and that she would receive what she asked for of the universe, to make people feel good, to help herself heal through making others heal themselves, that she would find her voice, but she needed to shed all the poisonous energy and substances in order to get there. So that's what I would tell 21-year-old Gab. And I feel like this is an amazing writing prompt. It was really fun for me to to write out the things that I would tell her because it's really therapeutic to let go of the past and write it down so you can read it and just let it out of your system. So this is the writing prompt for the week. If you'd like, um, join me. It was really therapeutic for me, so I think it'll make you feel a lot better as well. What would you tell your 21-year-old self? It could be anything. Before we get into the rest of the episode, I wanted to share with you guys one of my favorite CBD companies called Tonic CBD. 
They have some of the most amazing tinctures I've ever tried. And I take CBD every day. It's helped me with my anxiety, my depression, my inflammation from my thyroid symptoms. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know all about that. And I'm always sharing my favorite CBD companies with you guys and my stories and all that. This company is female owned. She's an amazing person and she handcrafts all the details when it comes to what's actually being put into the tinctures, all the ingredients. Um, and if you go on their Instagram, the, the Instagram is so cool. Like, it's just got a really cool vibe. It's young, it's edgy, it's artsy, and, and she knows her stuff. Like, the tinctures are definitely unique because some of them have infused ashwagandha and pure maple so that they're sweet and they're kind of different. They're not just like a regular CBD tincture that kind of tastes like nothing. Um, these are really special and curated. Each one is different. My favorite tinctures are the OG and the Bear. There's also another one called Chill Tonic and I was taking that every night before I went to sleep. I ran out but I need to get some more and I was having like the best dreams. I don't know if it was just because of the CBD or something else but it just so happened that my dreams were amazing that entire week and it was because I think I was taking the the chill CBD tincture every night so that's something to look into as well um, if you're looking to enhance your life if you are struggling with anxiety or depression or inflammation or stress if you're trying to balance your hormones the OG tincture would be really good for you to try and if you want to use my discount code, you can use my discount code. It's Gypsy Love, and that gives you, I think, 15% off at checkout. So go on to their Instagram, at uh, tonic underscore CBD, or you can go on to their website at tonicvibes.com, and you can use code Gypsy Love at checkout. The next question says... How can I save money when I don't make a lot to begin with? Pretty simple question, but really good question because this is like such a huge issue. Like the older we get, I feel like the more financial stability we desire in our lives and we're just ready to like get comfortable financially and I know that money isn't everything and happiness comes from within like believe me I know that I've been at rock bottom I've been broke and I've still been happy but there comes a comfort with money when I lived in LA I was broke and I don't mean just like oh I couldn't go out and spend a lot of money at the bar I was absolutely broke and I was so fucking tired of it. So that's why I moved to Miami. Um, I reached one of my rock bottoms when I lived in LA. I couldn't afford food sometimes. I couldn't afford gas in my car. Um, it got to the point where I had to like go to Cafe Gratitude when I like was super hungry and couldn't afford to go grocery shopping. And I would get the gratitude bowl to go and it's like one of those bowls that you can it's like by donation so I would donate like a few dollars and that's what I would eat for like weeks um so I moved to Miami I literally had to it 
it just everything in my gut was telling me to move to Miami and start over and everything was going to be okay and I'd be able to save money and I would get jobs and that gut feeling was right. So I got a bartending job and I got a serving job. I worked my ass off. I taught yoga and just to get myself comfortable to a comfortable place with money in my account, I just worked so hard to pay my rent, to be able to buy clothes and food and get my life back together. And it felt so good to get in that routine. So I, if, if you've never worked in the service industry, like don't be intimidated. Um, there's always something you can do in a restaurant, whether it's hostessing, waitressing, like working as like an assistant or something like there's always a, there's always an option. Um, and it's really nice because you make cash. So if you're looking to make cash quickly, maybe you can pick up a couple of shifts and get like a part time job at a cafe or like a restaurant, something that doesn't require a lot of like mental like knowledge and strength, like an easy job that you just go in, do your job and leave. Um, so one of the big things that helped me save money, not that I'm like rich or anything like that, but I I'm finally being able to save money, like finally, and it, it feels good, but I'm nowhere near where I want to be. And I'm still struggling because I have medical bills and medical debt and it's fucking crazy. But I made a savings account and a checking account. I would try to put $50 in the savings every time that I got paid. Um, even if I have to transfer it back to the checking account, like who cares? At least, at least you tried. At least the thought was there and the intention was there. I would write down, um, and I still do, write down the actual goal of how much you want to save in like different periods of time like in three months I want to have this much in my bank account in six months I want to have this much in a year I want to have this much write down the actual amount and then write it down in huge sharpie letters continue to write it down in your journal every day be OCD about it and make a plan even if you're living paycheck to paycheck there are definitely ways to make money and because I was living paycheck to paycheck for years and I just recently started to be able to not live paycheck to paycheck. So I, I definitely know how it is. Um, it's all about the side gigs because if you're not making money with your one job right now, like with your nine to five or your your company job or whatever, then you're pretty much not going to save money by not changing anything or bringing any other jobs in there because like you're just plateauing and you're just making enough to scrape by it's going to be really challenging to save money with just that one job so side gigs you could babysit you can sell your things on ebay you can clean houses you can offer a service you know if you have a skill or something that you're great at if you make things you can make things and sell them on etsy there's also a website called care.com, which is like a website that helps el elderly people and people with disabilities um, do like run their errands and like do chores around the house. Kind of like a caregiver, but not really. It's more it's more errands and chores. There's also another app. I think it's called Rabbit app where you can run errands for people and get paid for that. You can dog walk. You can look on Craigslist for gigs. But just be careful with that because Craigslist can be kind of sketchy at times. 
You can sell things on OfferUp or let go. I sell literally anything and everything. Like, if it's, I don't even know. Like, if I'm, like, really trying to, like, scrounge up some money for something or, like, for example, like, I just had to spend $250 on my cat at the vet. I was like, okay, fuck, how can I make that money back? So, like, I'll try to sell some Kratom or I'll I'll try to sell CBD. I'll try to sell... Um, I'll try to, like, book a CBD yoga private session. I'll try to sell furniture, like, literally anything, clothes, anything. You can also use Instagram to sell things. Um, Okay, saving money when it comes to shopping. So, I'm at the point where I'm, like, super savvy when it comes to money with, like, grocery shopping and just shopping in general. Like, I don't buy things I don't need anymore. Um, and I only shop for certain things at certain places. I don't buy everything at one particular grocery store. I buy certain things from Winn-Dixie, and I, like, I know which things that I'm going to buy at Winn-Dixie because I literally, like, study the store. When I'm, when I'm in the store, I notice how much things are there, and I, in my mind, I compare them. Oh, okay, it's that much at Whole Foods, and it's that much at Publix. Okay, this is where I'm going to buy this, this, and this is where I'm going to buy this. I usually buy all of my, like, fruits and vegetables from Publix and Winn-Dixie, and then, like, and other staple stuff from there, too, and then, like, certain things that I can't get at Publix and Winn-Dixie, like, certain types of hummus and gluten-free things and, like, just, like, trail mix and stuff like that that, like, I'm very particular about, that's what I'll get at Whole Foods. Um, I refuse to pay over, I, I refuse to overpay for health supplements. So, if I need, like, powders or, you know, protein powders or sweeteners or pills or supplements or vitamins or anything like that, I will go to vitacost.com, Amazon, or eBay. It's so much cheaper to buy that stuff on Amazon, especially if you have Prime. And if you don't have Prime, ask around and see if any of your friends have a Prime account, and then you can just add your credit card on their account, put your address in there. It doesn't cost them anything to add you in there. Just ask your close friends who has Prime. Um, It's really not that big of a deal. That's what I do, and it's nice. Um, next thing would be clean up your memberships. So if you're like just barely scraping by and like you have like all these like extra things, ask yourself, do I really need these things? Like Netflix, Spotify, if you're playing, if you're paying for premium, if you're paying for Hulu or like other, if you have cable and you, you don't need cable, like you can, you can watch everything online. Um, if you can sell books that you already read, if you can sell furniture that you don't use, if you have, like, two gym memberships or, like, a spa membership that you're not using, like, these are things that people just need to release. Um, and then once you start to make a little cushion to relax on, like, just a little bit extra money, it gets easier and easier and easier because that little cushion is going to keep building and building and building and you're going to you're going to find a flow you're going to find a momentum but at first it just really requires becoming aware of how you're spending your money and not allowing yourself to spend money on certain things um 
Okay, this is a big money-saving hack that I only tell certain people, but now I'm going to tell everybody. When I'm in crunch mode, like when I'm like really pissed because I had to spend a lot of money on something like the vet or like the doctor or like going to the dentist or something like that, I will leave my debit card at home on purpose. So there's no point in bringing that out with me if I don't want to spend money. Because usually if I have my debit card on me, most likely I will hit up Whole Foods or I'll go to CVS. Like, I don't need anything there, but sometimes it'll just happen and then, boom, I spend $40 at Whole Foods, like, out of nowhere when I know I have food at home and, like, I don't need anything. You know what I mean? So, I'll pack snacks, I'll pack my water, I'll pack everything I need for the day of teaching, of working out, whatever, errands. And then I go home and that's it. I don't feel the need to stop in Whole Foods where I can easily spend so much money on snacks and shit that I don't need. What I do is I will plan what days of the week I'm going to grocery shop. And since I'm vegan and I'm always buying like fruits and vegetables and like almond milk and I just run out of things so quick, I will, I'll plan which days. So I usually go like two or three days and you know, I just make, I just know what I'm going to get those days. I plan it. I'll write a list and everything like that. Another huge thing that has helped me is no Starbucks, no coffee shops, absolutely no more. Um, I have literally saved hundreds and hundreds of dollars by quitting coffee and by not going to Starbucks anymore or coffee bean or whatever, you know, coffee shop you go to. Um, make them at home, make your elixirs at home, buy them, buy your coffee off Amazon or buy it off Thrive Market, buy it offline so it's really cheap, buy your own nut milks from wherever you buy them, buy them in bulk, buy your own coffee, buy your own tea, and make your drinks at home. You don't need to be spending $6 a day on Starbucks or Pete's or coffee bean, like fuck no. Make it a ritual, make your beverages at home, If you're a cold brew person and you, like, work early in the morning, make your cold brew the night before. Make it all nice with, like, coconut milk and cinnamon and stevia and, like, make all your things, bottle them up, and, like, they're good to go. Make it special. Make it it a routine because, and, you know, coffee shops suck anyways. Most of the time they get my order wrong. I feel rushed. I feel invaded. And then I'm spending, like, $7 on a latte that, like, I didn't even like. So when I can make it my own way, it makes me feel way better and I'm saving money. Um, You know exactly how you want it, you know exactly what you're getting, and you pay like 50 cents each each drink you make if you break it down. Invest in a travel cup, call it a day, bring that cup with you everywhere. You don't have to buy water anymore. You can fill up your your travel cup with water. And sometimes if you have your own travel cup, if you absolutely need to go to a coffee shop and get some more caffeine um, or whatever it is that you're drinking, they give you a discount. Drink it on your ride to work, the bus, the train, walk. It's amazing just to have it with you so you're not like relying on going to a coffee shop to like get your day started. Get your day started when you're at home, save money, and you're going to feel so much better. Um, So yeah. And invest in one of those travel water bottles because every grocery store, every gym, pretty much every coffee shop will offer water, whether they're from fountains or Starbucks, will give you 
like a free venti ice water if you ask them. So just take advantage. Money saving when traveling. Make sure that you set a goal of how much money you're going to allow yourself to spend each day and make a list of things that you absolutely want to buy when you're traveling and stick to it. Um, I just don't buy things anymore when I travel unless it's food, unless it's beverages, unless it's things that I need to like survive. Um, I usually eat light in the day and I eat heavier at night and I always like to go grocery shopping no matter where I'm at. Even when I like traveled to Thailand and Bali, I found like a little market just to like get some snacks and stuff so that I wasn't relying on eating out at restaurants all the time so that you have snacks on you all, all day. Um, you know, rather than worrying about things you're going to buy for your friends and your family, like just focus on yourself when you're traveling and it makes it so much easier, less pressure, soak in the experience more than just the touristy shopping things, right? Take photos, move, walk, be grateful. Sometimes the more we worry about things we're going to buy for other people when we're traveling, it takes away from our experience. Um... When traveling, I'm super frugal. Like, I buy my plane tickets off kayak always, usually on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And whenever I travel, I try to eat out the least as possible. Like, when I was in Mexico, again, I grocery shopped for those four days that I was there. Same thing when I go and I visit L.A. Um, when I travel, like, like I said, I don't buy clothes. I don't buy anything that I don't need. I don't buy dresses that I'm never going to wear again. Like... I stick to little cheap things like rings or maybe like bracelets and stuff like that or postcards, that's fine. But when you're traveling, things are so expensive, especially in touristy areas. Like you can literally buy all the same things that you, that you find um, when you're traveling on eBay and Amazon. And I know that it's about the memory and about the memento, but when it comes down to it, you're, you're, if you're tr really trying to save money, then the memory or the memento is going to be in your photos and in your journaling and in your in your memories, in your actual brain memories. So that's a huge thing. Just just going for the experience and more more about soaking in every experience and conversation and photo and really being aware rather than like, oh, what am I going to buy? So that's really helped me. And um yeah, there's always a way. So once you start getting the momentum going with like the little cushion of saving that you can get, I promise it gets so much easier and then you just start finding new new ways of making money and new streams of income start to come your way and you'll get ideas on how to make money and you'll get ideas on things to sell or services to offer. So always just keep your mind open and nobody is limited to only one job or one career um, you can have so many different side hustles and side projects, and that's the beauty of life. You can literally create your own money financial destiny. If you're not happy with the amount of money that you're making in your job right now, you can make the change, and you can bring in more money. Just start manifesting it, start writing it down, start creating a plan. And I'm not saying like, oh, the, the way that you're going to get it is going and like writing down, I want $100,000, and then just like, expecting the universe to give you a hundred thousand dollars like no you have to put in the work as well but that extra little mile that you go by writing it down and creating a list of actions that you're going to do to get that hundred thousand dollars that's what's going to get you there so make a plan of action on your vision board on your journal paper um 
in your iPhone notes so that you can see, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to make a business card. I got to um, download this app and try to sell my stuff on this app and maybe post it on this app. Like just have a flow to it and just stay organized. Hope that helps. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to that episode of the Vibe Within podcast. It means so much to me that you're spending time with me and just vibing with me. And I'm really enjoying seeing all of the reviews and keep DMing me questions, concerns. Um, you can also email me at gabcohen at gmail.com. And if you don't follow me on Instagram already, my Instagram is gypsyloveflow. That's all one word. I'll put it in the show notes for you guys. And if you liked this episode, please take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, and also share it with your friends and your family. Um, Especially when it comes to new podcasts, it takes a little bit of extra effort to get it noticed. um, And I'm doing the best that I can to bring more guests on. And I just think it's it's a lot easier to, to get really awesome guests on my podcast when There's awesome reviews, awesome ratings, and they just see that the numbers are good. So that would mean a lot to me, and I want to keep hearing what you guys want to hear. So send me your questions, send me your comments, and I hope that you guys are having an amazing week. Um, Until next time, bye.